sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Before I start my sermon today, I would like for all of us, all of Old South Church, members and visitors, family and friends, uh, to look inwards and ask ourselves, are we privileged? I would dare say that most, if not all of us, are. We have a home with four walls and a roof that is also heated and maybe even cooled to our whims, and we are able to provide food for those that depend on us. With that in your heads, I would like you all to imagine what your life would be like without these things. Without the financial stability, the guarantee of lunch, the safety of a warm bed, what might your life be like? Please, for a moment, try to imagine what it's like to be homeless. For example, what would it be like to have nowhere to cook a meal? Not even that, but how would you get the ingredients for that meal? Would you beg for it? Or would you go to a shelter or a soup kitchen, never knowing if they have the food or the bed that you need? Imagine never being quite comfortable, sitting and sleeping outside all year on concrete and on cardboard, never relaxing, having to constantly be aware of the people and the possible dangers that are all around you. Imagine being uncertain about when you'll next feel clean or warm, having no possessions but the clothes that you carry. Imagine being ignored or looked down upon by passers-by or, worse still, beaten up by them. Imagine the effect that homelessness would have on your mental and physical health. Would you start trying to find a way to distract yourself? Would you start to drink or take drugs to just dull the pain and cure the boredom? Imagine trying to get a job. At that job interview, you're typically expected to wear nice clothes and to look presentable. Imagine how much harder this is when you don't have access to the resources you need to look the part. On top of that, how would you, get ans how would you answer the questions about a mailing address or home address? And if you were to get that job, what would you do with your possessions while you're working? I dare say that you don't know the answer to a lot of these questions. The truth is, neither do I. But I do know this. Once you are homeless, especially if you're sleeping rough, which means out on the street, it becomes increasingly hard to rejoin society, to get a job, to rent an apartment. As humans, we all feel a need to have a place where we are safe, a home. But a home is not just a roof and four walls. It's the place where we can belong and thrive, somewhere to settle down, earn a living, maybe create a family, and just be a part of a community. Imagine if you didn't have those things. Tragically, in 2023, an increasing number of people in Boston do not have a home. Some stay on friends' sofas or live in a room at a shelter. Others sleep in shop doorways, on public transit, or in a tent somewhere. But it's not to say that homelessness is a recent problem. It has been around since a certain controversial rabbi walked the streets of Jerusalem, disrupting the status quo and changing the world. Yes, it's fair to say that Jesus was homeless. This was so well summed up by Matthew chapter 8, verse 20, where Jesus is quoted saying that animals, they have their nests or their dens, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. This dates back 
to the famous Christmas nativity story that I'm sure we all know, where Jesus had to be laid in a manger. As Christians, we must realize and acknowledge that Jesus, one of the centers of our faith, was homeless. Imagine that. But let's zoom back into the present. We all know that being homeless has a devastating effect on people's lives. And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes it feels to me like the world just doesn't care. I surely cannot be the only one who has walked by a homeless person on the street and thought, isn't there something I can do? When famed poet Emma Lazarus wrote those famous words that are inscribed on the Statue of Liberty, one of the pillars of our country, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, the wretched refuse, send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. Surely this isn't what she meant. Send them to me and leave our brothers and sisters out on the street, provide them no support. Well, together as a youth group, recently we felt that we should answer that question for ourselves. We felt that we should be doing more. And so we decided to talk to the executive director of Common Cathedral, Reverend Carrington Moore. A uh, quick side note, I don't know if anybody in this congregation has had the opportunity to volunteer at Common Cathedral, but it was, it was an eye-opening and enjoyable experience when I did it back with my confirmation class, and I would certainly do it again. I highly recommend volunteering. In our conversation with Reverend Moore, he spoke a lot about the barriers that stand in a homeless person's way as they try to get off the streets. He stressed that the process of getting off the streets is it's multi-layered, it's not simple. There are all the difficult legal and tangible steps to this process, like acquiring housing, acquiring documentation, which are no easy feats in and of themselves. But then, even if this person was to get all of that done, there's still the social barriers that are faced too often by the homeless community. Some people may not have a way to wash their clothes or their body, leading to judgment from people who may have access to these services. Also, not having a mailing address that you can receive mail at and put on a documentation, or not having enough or the appropriate clothing may damage the chances of, of getting a job quite significantly. Reverend Moore also had very insightful points about the mental load of stress that comes with living unhoused. Personally, I'm very fortunate, and I've never really had to worry about where my next meal comes from. But it's a reality that homeless people often face. I cannot even begin to imagine the anxiety that it must cause to worry about your nourishment all the time. Another important observation that came out of our conversation was that we need to recognize our own stigmas against homeless people. Reverend Moore said that he has heard time and time again of this stigma that his person is homeless simply because they're addicted to a substance of some sort. Often, this isn't true, and it's unfair to stereotype our homeless sisters and brothers this way. We must look inside and see if we feel that way as well. He also stated that the real reason he believes most people become homeless is simply because they have fallen upon hard times economically and can no longer afford the cost of living, which, as we all know, has shot up astronomically in recent years. And while we, we can say that the system we live in is unsustainable for most and quite immoral, it's not just enough to speak about it. We, as Christians, have an obligation to do something to change it. So that brings us back to the big question. What can we do? And the answer to that, it's simple. Every little thing helps. Examples include supporting outreach organizations like Common Cathedral, the annual Winter Walk, or donating to Pine Street Inn or food banks. 
In fact, just by pledging to Old South, you are helping. I know it might not be pledging season right now, but you know, just keep that in your thoughts. Uh, the offering is taken weekly. Uh, through pledges, <laughs> through pledges and the Christian Service and Outreach Committee's partnership grants, Old South is able to provide enduring service throughout the year. That said, individual donations and actions mean so much. They mean just as much. Carrington told us that unhoused people often request clothes, ones they can wear in the street, and also ones that would look good for working or going to a job interview. Other ways to help out include volunteering at soup kitchens or food shelters, including Old South's Church's mobile soup kitchen run by our very own Ralph Watson. Additionally, in the bitter New England winters, the donation of hand warmers, warm hats, or gloves would be much appreciated. But the number one requested item is always socks. If you have extra socks, and I know that everybody here has at least three pairs they haven't worn in like a calendar year that's just sitting in their drawer, I, I know that I do, uh, please consider donating them. And I challenge you above all, I challenge you to do more. Above all, please do not just sit on your hands and believe that attending a church like this is enough. Old South, prove me wrong. Show me that the world cares. Because to paraphrase James versus, uh, chapter two, verses 15 to 17, if your brother or sister is naked or lacks daily food, and you say to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their needs, what is the good of that? What is the good of that? Above all, I challenge you, Old South Church, to treat everyone, no matter their housing status, humanely. All it takes is kind conversation, eye contact, a smile, or a simple offer of lunch or a coffee to make somebody's day and restore their faith, their, their faith in humanity. Jesus challenged us and challenged the system not to accept the status quo. He wanted us to see the world through new eyes, through different eyes, eyes of compassion and siblinghood. Old South Church, let's make a difference. Thanks be to God.